Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting the instance. Raycon Earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market for a limited time only. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash wow. Ice crown. A monument to our suffering. Everyone, welcome back or two for the first time or maybe your second time. There's a dude in the chat room who's only been there here live twice. So shout out to him and uh, welcome to the show. Everyone, it's The Instance, episode 616 for Friday, February 25th. It is 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. That guy right there is Garrett Weinzerl. Garrett, welcome back. Hey, man. Happy Friday as usual. Hey, hope so. And now as usual. Friday. We've done it enough times on Friday again. Uh, that I can say as usual. Yeah, we're, we're pretty... Like that guy in chat has been here more than once. You can <laughs> technically welcome that person back. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we've been here Friday enough. I want to say this is three weeks in a row. I think we're pretty settled on this for a while. If it changes, we'll let you know. But, you know, sometimes schedules change and things opened up nicely on Friday, so we moved it back. And we're here. Still trying Don't to figure changing, out... Uh, we're still trying to figure out a way to wedge Patrick Beja in edgewise, but international uh, time zones as they are have made it difficult thus far. We're working on it. We'll let you know. In fact, right now, you can go tease him now. He's playing Spelunky right now, I think. It says on Twitter. But he told me he couldn't be here It says on Twitter. He's playing Spelunky. Come play Spelunky while talking to us. That's what I'm saying. You just have Spelunky going and then talk about this stuff while the Spelunky's going. But uh, Uh, I don't know. I've heard really good things about that game. I I have too. It's coming out on uh, Steam on... Uh, 28th, 27th, 28th, and uh, it's already out on PlayStation, but uh, Steam's getting yes. a little late. So, Anyway. Nothing nice else everybody. to help the wait until Cyberpunk. <laughs> I know, right? Nothing will help. All right, we have a lot to hit today. We're going to hit them. Enjoy. All right, uh, let's jump into some side quests to get us started today. Got a few things happening in the World of Warcraft world. Just when you think it's safe to check out your character list on your server, you might. See some ghosts in there. Okay, so on this YouTube channel, Mad Season Show, which apparently is a pretty big channel. The guy's got like almost 400,000 subscribers. I hadn't heard of him before, so it was actually kind of nice to run into something I may check out. I don't know. I've never heard it or listened or whatever. It's basically a YouTube channel that gets really philosophical about WoW while he plays it. Plays a lot of classic, uh, from what I can tell. He pointed out uh, some strange goings-on that showed up for him when he gave his retail server a look after a long stint in Classic. That's mostly what he's been playing. And here's what he found. I'm going to play this clip, and you guys can hear it. Oh, am I, though? Why isn't it lined up? Hold on. Here it is. So I've had an interesting time in World of Warcraft recently. I stared at my character select screen for about five minutes as my brain tried to process what the hell is going on. 
and half of my characters are either A. Completely gone, B. Changed in level, or C. Have cloned themselves. Take for instance here, Vagina. That's me. But we also have Bad Season. That's also me, except Vagina is from approximately 10 years ago when Cataclysm first came out and I got name changed to Bad Season. Here's a warlock whose name was so stupid I actually just straight up deleted in Cataclysm, I think. Apparently, he didn't take too kindly to that, so here he is again, like herpes back to haunt me. Okay, so basically... <laughs> I am not familiar with this YouTube channel, and I love it. Yeah, wow. it's pretty great. That someone someone in the chat says he's like Bob Ross for World of Warcraft, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I'll check more of it out. It's funny, podcasters and the YouTuber side aren't don't always cross over. We're not always in the same uh, boat, so we often don't know about each other. Uh, Taliesin, different. That's a different case. Uh, th- those lines have crossed quite a bit, but a lot of the YouTubers and the podcasters we just don't hang out, so we don't know who these who these guys are half the time. But now we know, and uh, I'll check out more of it. But anyway, uh, that's a pretty weird bug. You get in there and you see a ten year old character that was a name change, and he's an exact clone of the other character you have that has the name change. Characters he's long deleted are suddenly back in their stuff. I don't know if people have checked their retail servers lately. But if you see anything like that, let us know. The instance at gmail.com. I'd love to explore this bug a little bit further. But yeah, that I, is wild. I went like, and checked. Ooh. I didn't see anything like this. Did you have you noticed anything weird on your No, retail? never, never once. Uh, like it's one thing to like log into an account you haven't been on in a while and just notice like characters you never created or characters you already had but abandoned, leveled up. That means you probably got hacked by a gold farmer. That happened to Katie, as a matter of fact. I'm not sure I ever told this story. No, tell it. But Katie took like a multi-year break from World of Warcraft and logged back in and like two of her like level 18. This was, I think. So we, we started playing together again at the end of Cataclysm, and she had stopped uh, about halfway through Burning Crusade and took a yeah. long break. Yeah. And so we move in together uh, towards the end of Cataclysm, and we start playing. Yeah. And uh, she gets in. She's like, hmm, I only ever had one max level character. And <laughs> uh, what would have been max level back in, back in Burning Crusade, she had like four of them. Oh, wow. And they were weird. like sitting on loads of like leather and, my, and ore, and they had a bunch of gold that she did not make. and. Yeah. At some point, her account had gotten hacked, and at some point, Blizzard had locked them out of that account, and so they, they had left all of these resources that they were going to sell to make gold on these on these characters that Katie never leveled herself. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's yeah. what my first thought was, was maybe this was sign of some sort of hack on his account, but... Yeah, but like stuff you characters you deleted, that's that's a whole other ballpark. That has nothing to do with uh with, with getting hacked. I don't know. Well, also this is also the other weird thing when he was showing these, and I can't show these on the show, obviously, because we're mostly audio here, but uh the character named Bagina, great name by the way, with a B. Emphasis on the B. On the B. They changed it, or they made him change it back ten years ago. And the newer character named Bagina had newer, higher resolution gear. Like it wasn't all fuzzy and weird. And the old one, which he hasn't touched in a long time, has nothing but old and fuzzy gear. Same levels though. That's weird, right? He didn't even bring that up in the video, but I noticed some of those things, the weird artifacty things. And then um, the one that he, or actually that one still jumps out at me as, as the strangest. Cause I kind of understand if you deleted a character, that stuff's just in a database somewhere. So poof, it could come up again, I guess. Um, although I always assume that stuff was gone forever, but apparently not. But in the case of the name change, that's Blizzard saying, hey, we think your name's against our terms of service. Please change the name of your character. You change the name of it, and now that same character moves on with a different name. 
now I assume in the database, there's some snapshot at least of a 10 year old character named Vagina that somehow got unearthed again, which is crazy. So anyway, if you guys notice anything that like that, let us know because I find that stuff uh, fascinating. And uh, if you haven't checked them out, check out Mad Season Show on uh, on YouTube. YouTube. Apparently, we're latecomers to a good channel. So, yeah, yeah, I, I like the vibe of the little clip you played. I'll have to check them out later. Yep. Um, but hey, speaking of noticing things, I'm certain beta players listening to this have noticed the following changes. But Blizzard did an official post detailing the updated character creation screens. Uh, when the pre-patch hits for Shadowlands, which I was hoping would be this week, it didn't happen, uh, you're going to be able to see if your new character name is available or taken immediately and in real time. Uh, if you want to choose a different hair color for your head uh, and your mustache and your beard, that's also something you can do now. Or if you're a night elf like me, you can put some friggin' leaves in it. And while you could always change your gender in the creation screen, you can now swap back and forth at the barber shops in town. Um, yeah, the creation. Sorry, yeah, the creation screen, obviously. But you also ha- used to be, have to pay for that um, yeah, if you had used already to cost money. locked that in. That mm-hmm. is now gone, which is rad. Yep. Uh, and even druids can change their shape shifting appearance at the barber as well. I love the new druid customizations. Uh, makes me want to finally max one out. And all of these changes, all of these customization changes, are coming the live pre patch soon. TM. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, and a side note. Um, and this this might seem obvious given what we just talked about, but they are officially retiring the paid appearance change service. Yeah, so there you go. You will never have to throw another twenty five bucks at an appearance or gender change. Uh, again. Yeah, it's yeah. just in Which the game now. Good. So. I I think my hunter has changed genders like four or five different. <laughs> oh, really? Times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just get in the mood for like the opposite gender of night elf because they <laughs> yeah. have such unique silhouettes. I'm just like I just want to look different. That's interesting because if you add that, I mean, that's a hundred dollars worth of, of changes that you've done there. If you've done four. Yeah. I've been playing since uh, late vanilla. So, you know, spread that out over many, 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 many years ever since they started offering that service. Um, you know, Scott, I really don't want to think about how much I've tallied up on ser- services because you, you know what I've done way more than that mm. is faction and server change. And oh, when you Lord. put those together at the same time, that's yeah. some of the most expensive services you can queue up. I have never done a race change, an appearance change, or a server change. I've only paid extra for boosts. So mm, if, I've never paid extra for a boost. Oh, interesting. See, I did that, yeah. I guess, one time for 60 bucks. I paid for a boost. And now that mage is still sitting at yep. the yeah, beginning. That's, of, that's your shame. That's your great wow shame. That, yeah. has, that At least since I've been on the show. Well, at least you got something out of your investment is what I'm saying. You may have spent <laughs> 25 here and there, but you actually used what you got. I did. I did the 60 parked his butt in front of the freaking brand new world and went, all right, I'll come back to you in a minute. And then never went back to him. So this poor yeah, fat what, panda uh, just sitting there, just wallowing in his own panda juice. Yeah. And, a lot of these happened between wrath of the Lich King and Missa Pandaria. Cause I was just, so many of my friends are going in and out of the game and in and out of factions and different servers. And I was just like, I'm just going to come play with you. I don't give a crap. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Just, it's my money. I'll do what I want. And no then much. when I think about how many times I've done that, um, <laughs> makes me want to cry a little bit, Scott. <laughs> this shows, by the way, this shows how out of it I was. Cause I had kind of forgotten that that $60 boost was the fever dream boost. Um, because I had a fever of like 103. This was oh, weird right. summer flu thing. 
and I bought and boosted a character all while under the influence of this horrendous fever, which was not, I was not in my right mind. So but back, back when you would get a fever and you would just be like, Oh darn, I'm sick. As uh, opposed to, I might die. Yeah, I exactly. Actually die. Yeah. Thinking of a, we had a few friends in our extended community. Uh, Brian Brushwood ended up, uh, catching it. His wife is also positive. They're at home. Yeah. His Twitter thread last night was wild. It was Thoughts wild to, to Brian and Bonnie. That's, yeah. that's crazy. And you know what? It was, a, it was a reminder of, um, you know, some people want to make like, ah, this is no big deal. It's like getting the flu until you hear someone's experience going through it. And he's still I, at the and, early and end that, of it. Like, that's the thing. I've read so many experiences and they very wildly. And yeah, yeah, you might, you might win the COVID lotto and, and, and have it be a little mild experience or anything between losing your taste forever or straight up death. Yeah. Like yeah. the things I've, it's insane. It's, it sounds like hell. Like what his early symptoms yeah. sound rotten. Bonnie's doing much better, but uh, all it took was they had to stop to get gas on the way back from picking up a dog. They adopted a dog, stopped to get some gas at a gas station. They think they picked it up there. So just be careful, everybody. All right. Don't go through it and have all yeah. times. Yeah. Not, not that this is like the COVID warning podcast, but it's on our minds because folks that we're friends with and care about uh, now have it like, and, Yep, it's Kim's just, cousin. Wild. Yesterday, we found out Kim's cousin's got it. Kim's cousin's son has it. Uh, just to you know, you just starts to happen to people you know, and it starts to become a little bit more real. So I don't know. Just be careful out there. Take care of each other. Don't cough a lot. That sort of stuff. And don't spend sixty bucks on a thing while you're sick. Okay, I'm telling you right now from experience. Hundred and three fever. Buying a boost. Doing it on your mage. It can probably be a mistake. So don't do it. Right. Do what I do. Bring your Xbox in your bedroom. Play Halo 1. <laughs> there you go. It's not a bad idea. All right. Uh, moving on. There are going to be some big changes in loot coming. All right. There's just no getting around it. This is what they are. Blizzard announced via a blue post that loot from raids, Mythic Plus runs, and PvP are getting significant changes. Oh, and did I mention uh, bonus rolls are going away? Done. Out. Done. Yeah, no this more. one was wild. I didn't. I didn't realized that this was happening i didn't expect it um i actually kind of wondered what the fate of it would be because i've never actually liked bonus rolls bonus rolls always felt like a weird not really it didn't really give you much it was like paying for it reminds me of a microtransaction in a in a mobile game where even though you're not paying real money for it but you're you're going out and spending gold and or resources on a thing that may or may not give you a boost it, it just felt arbitrary and very rng and Yes, it increased your chances, but if you didn't get one, it felt like it felt like a huge waste. So it's kind of a little gambly element of the game that kind of pissed me off. I never liked it, um, so I'm not super. You know, I never really sad. thought about it that way because you, you can, you know, you, you earn them through just playing the game and not like here's my money, give me an extra roll. Like, but but you're right, the way it kind of functions is not dissimilar from free to play like mobile game mechanics. Yeah, and I don't think they meant it to be that. So this, I'm no, not I don't saying, think they did either. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think they, but, I think their intent was was, you know, uh, uh, true and fine, but um, I think it's run its course and they think so as well. So they announced via this post that that's happening. Bonus rolls are going the way of the Dodo and that's where the Great Vault steps in. So even outside of rating a completed Mythic Keystone plus 15 will award a choice of up to three item level 226 pieces from the Great Vault. Uh, by the way, uh, what was I going to say about that? I had a thing to say about the Great Vault, and I forgot. I'll think about it later. Anyway, so for right now, unless they change it to launch PvP, oh, no, I was going to say, look how low that number looks, 226. I just can't even deal with it yet. 
That's just a, that's a weird. I know it's all squished, but that's just a weird number. It's, it's just, so much higher than your your le- your character level, though, Scott. I don't. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. all it's all relative. I guess so. When I'm looking at a level sixty character, I guess two twenty six seems like a lot, but. Yeah, it's weird seeing the squish numbers. Just anyway. cut out the middleman, make us look like destiny characters, and let's call this our light, our light level, okay? All that, right, thanks. Fine with me. Anyway, unless they change this at launch, PvP players uh, will their loot's going to top out at a ratings cap uh, out of an item at a uh, sorry at an item level two twenty six. So there's your other end game method of getting your two twenty six gear. Um, and Blizzard basically reinforced that. So they basically said the idea here is to reinforce that there are three end game paths to gear progression. Not that this is all that new, but these all yield similar results, that being rating, PvP, and Mythic Plus business. So you can gauge in all of it, of course, or just one of it or two of it or whatever. But they want to make those paths clear and they don't want to muddy it up with stuff like, you may be able to get an extra thing if you buy a token and they're, they're taking that out and I'm thrilled about it. Like this is just do the work. You might get the gear or do the work at the high end and you will get the gear. You'll get to choose because of this great vault system. But one way or the other, you just, you, you what you do and then you do the thing and you get the thing. That's what I like. Let's go back to that. No, no, I did the thing, but I also threw you a tip and will that help me? Oh, it didn't. Well, shit, that was wasted. My, and like that's good riddance is what I'm saying. That thing can take a take a hike right out of town. <laughs> do you agree? Do that you was disagree? quite the description, Scott. Yeah. Do you? I mean, how do you? You know, well, you already said, but you know, bonus rolls. They're they're just they're, I, they never bother me that much. Um, but this new system um, looks looks kind of cool. The Great Vault system. Um, I haven't really tested it yeah. uh, at all, actually. And now they think about it. Yeah. Uh, but on paper, I like the way it looks. It looks like I get to kind of choose the way I want to play the game for my gear, which is something I've been asking for for a long time. So I'm, uh, if it works as advertised, I'm going to be pretty pleased with this system. Yep. Simplification. I can get my head around. Yeah. You know what I'm not pleased with this guy? What? The lack of BlizzCon. Oh, there is no BlizzCon. You're I right. I want to see you. I want to see. I mean, I know it's dangerous to see you, but <laughs> I still want to see you. I want to see my friends. I really want like a high five or like a hug would be nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I miss this community. So, you know, I mean, we're all sad. We're not going to be getting together in Anaheim at the end of the month uh, for BlizzCon. But guess what? Blizzard has an online alternative ready for us, but we have to wait until February. That's mm. right. Let's wait till 2021, Scott. Uh, the event has been titled BlizzCon Line, which I've been making this joke all week. Sounds like the thing I don't want to wait in for for merch. <laughs> Um, it works so much better as a visual logo than read out loud. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's going to be happening on uh, February 19th through the 20th uh, next year. The event will feature a cosplay exhibition and cosplay contests, the later of which will need to fit into these categories. Best Blizzard character, best Blizzard weapons and armor, best modern creation using the best tech, mm-hmm. etc. things like that. And best traditional creation using things like wood, leather, and whatever else you can think of. Metallurgy, is that a thing? Ah, metallurgy. Yeah, like old school, like you're really living in the world of Warcraft and making your gear that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. There will also be contests for community art and digital storytelling, as well as the talent spotlight. Uh, beyond all the community focus, very little known, however, about the rest of the online BlizzCon itself and what Blizzard's going to show or announce. 
um, in this format, which makes sense. I mean, we don't usually get the uh, the schedule, I think, until actually four hours until after you've shown up at BlizzCon and wonder what's going on. That's how late it feels like we ever get a schedule. That's no, true. It's absolutely true. I think they're right up to the minute. They don't even know half the time. The last one I went to, 20... Well, no, even last year, I remember thinking, because I did it all virtual last year, and I remember thinking, wait, when are they going to update this thing? We don't know what's going on. Like there was all it these, is every year. Yeah. There's always questions every about time. Diablo. Like, you know there's going to be panels. I don't think, like, I'm surprised they didn't, like, mention a single word about panels in this, but at the same yeah. time, I don't think they really need to. Like, of course, they're going to do some panels. They're going to have some announcements. Are they, though, or do you think, okay, I'm not saying, I agree with you, actually, of course they are, but let's just for a second imagine that this entire post represents what we're going to get, which is just a community-based contest around cosplay, art, music, whatever. The stuff they do at regular BlizzCons, but minus all the panels, all the announcements, all the keynote, like all that. You think that's the key? I mean, what, what do you think? If you made an argument, you could easily make an argument that that's what they're telling us here. But I got to think they have other stuff planned, right? There's, I don't think you could make that argument. They have to have other stuff planned. This is the reason they're announcing this ahead of time is because registration is already open for all of these contests. Oh, so yeah. they're 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 linking to the rules and they're linking to the registration portals. Yeah. The other thing I mentioned there, is cost. There's nothing we need to do ahead of time for the panels, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's on Blizzard. That's not on us. But if you know you want to dress up as you know the, uh, the sexiest version of Grom Hellscream you can possibly cobble together with your sewing machine you need to know right now so that you can sign up for this yeah I also wonder they don't say anything about price if they are going to charge like a virtual ticket price or if this is just an open thing I really hope it's just an open thing yeah they didn't mention that either it's since it's I don't know why I'm reading into two days, meaning anything, but just something in my gut said, Oh, it's two days. Like it is traditionally they're going to charge us for this. Yeah. It feels like it, doesn't it? I don't think I, yeah. I just and you can't. know, they're going to, I mean, they, I'm certain they were planning digital good goodies, right? Like it happens every BlizzCon. They're going to want to like entice you to buy into that. Right. I, I, they're probably going to treat, if I were them, I would maybe make it cost less than usual as a, as a, like a show of, you know, good faith and community building and whatnot, maybe even tie it in with a charity like they do for, for pets. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, treat it like usual BlizzCon, like do the opening ceremonies open for everybody. If you want to see the nitty gritty, there's a, a, a small buy-in. Yeah. I think I could see right. that. And I think I'd be willing to pay it, especially for digital stuff and all that. Um, yeah. What do you think the chances are? This just popped into my head. This is a chance for them. If my dream comes true, the Diablo 4 is a 2021 uh, concern. <laughs> that maybe God, this I is a chance for them right. to say, oh, and by the I way, really hope you're right. you'll be playing this in the fall or whatever. That would be great if that happened. I'm not holding my breath, mind you, but, you know, that would you be. Know, at this point, I think it would be hilarious if we got Diablo 4 before Diablo Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> we waited this long like why not like even if immortal is ready to go yeah hold it yeah like you, you want to release it in china first because they're, they're seriously tied into this thing cool do that but like hold it for a, for a u.s and europe release until after diablo 4 maybe they'll put I just um, maybe so it'll amusing. be a, a co-launch thing where they'll be like yeah you got here diablo 4 and also while you're on the road there's immortal to play and Maybe that's a more positive launch time. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. 
The fact that they have yeah, gone I, completely I, last year, is I was expecting them to come out on stage and be like, and Diablo Immortal is out on today. You can download it right now and play it. Go. Here's our Wi-Fi code, everybody. Yeah, I thought it would be there's a there's a code under your table or under your chair. Everyone grab one. Everyone gets Diablo Immortal. Like I, I really did think that you guys were going to hear that on the floor of that last year. Yeah, nope. but they didn't. And we see here we are more than halfway through 2020 and Still nothing. No. Still, still no no Dibbles Immortal. Not a thing since... Really, no... That's not true. We've seen that trailer since then, but that was mostly a Chinese trailer because it had all Chinese subtitles and titles and stuff in it. Yeah, it did have new gameplay and like stuff that we hadn't seen before. It did, but, but it's definitely not Blizzard going, hey, look at word, look, we got some progress. Like, they have been radio silent since the day they said, y'all have phones, right? I mean, that the minute that cricket chirped... <laughs> It's <laughs> just nothing for almost two years now. So anyway, we'll see what happens at Blizzard. I hate the name. I just want to get this out there. And I, man, I love my friends at Blizzard. You guys are all great. And I, I'm so excited you're doing this. But BlizzCon line. Oh, I hate it. Let's just call it BlizzCon online. That <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I would have, <clears throat> I would have preferred that. Remote BlizzCon, virtual BlizzCon, BlizzCon brought to you by Zoom. Well, it is interesting that you said um that it plays better as a visual and it does like the the name looks good on paper like oh yeah i mean it's like it's a great like basic graphic design logo yeah we're gonna mess with color font weight yeah and how close these words are to each other right (laughs) right but just blizzcon line yeah i don't like it no no, get that into sounds like the thing line. I've waited in way too long and missed the entire Hearthstone <laughs> panel the year they announced GVG. It's like the 2011 ticket line when I when we witnessed uh, this great big guy uh, have a we think he had a mild heart attack in line. Oh but God. The, line, the line was so long and took for I mean, we were in that hour. We were in that thing for almost four hours or something. Are you about to underplay someone having a serious medical emergency <laughs> with the inconvenience of you waiting in a line? Because I just want to head that off at the pass well, if that's where you're going. Now with that it. you say it, it might have just been like heat stroke or something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it's still bad. Still bad, right? Still a bummer. Uh my 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 goal was for you to walk back your inconvenience. You're trying to walk back this person's attack. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, got it. Shame on you. Shame on me, but not shame on us because we have a main quest to go on. All right, uh, we got to talk about this Dreamhaven business, and by business, oh goodness, that's what I mean. So, kind of out of nowhere, although um, there were rumors rumbling that maybe Morheim was doing some stuff. Nobody quite knew what. We also yeah, knew that well, a lot of... While we all wait for Diablo 4, yep. it turns out we were surprised with Blizzard 2. Exactly. We got Blizzard 2 before we got Diablo 4 or Immortal 1. Um, anyway, it's uh, those rumors have been beating around for a while. And also there was enough sort of luminary uh, employees at Blizzard leaving all at what seemed like at once for me to think that something was up. I just, I don't know, I had a feeling when Dustin Browder was like, I'm out of here. And uh, DeBerry left and different people on the Hearthstone team kind of snuck out. And we knew about Second Dinner and all that, which is a whole nother thing. And I want to talk about them in, con- in, uh, in conjunction with this, along with Bonfire for that matter. But there, there seemed to be something going on. There were rumblings. Well, now we know what it is. Uh, big surprise this week, Mike, Mike Morheim announced that he started a new video game company. It's called Dreamhaven. You can find it at dreamhaven.com. It's actually a parent company with two separate development teams beneath it. 
One is called Moonshot and the other is called Secret Door. And there are different people that you're going to recognize, names and such, that are in charge of each team or each each uh, group. Seems like uh, Mike's umbrella company that is Dreamhaven is not so much a publisher in this case, but just sort of like, here's the parent, here are the sub sub studios. It's a little like Blizzard having teams, but they've gone ahead and just given them names, which is interesting. I think that gives them some autonomy and i don't know i'm not sure oh, yeah it's like microsoft game studio but like within that are things like 343 there you go sure yeah good example or sony well i guess sony does sony santa monica and sony yeah like they actually put their name on it but yeah yeah good point though a lot of the same a lot basic of these, kind of breakdown same though, idea though it. right so yeah. they could have probably just done Dreamhaven and been done with it but this is interesting um in a lot of ways we'll just get right into it as one of you as a lot of you guys might guess both of these teams are filled with x blizzard talent from all over the spectrum. Um, although I got to say, it feels like this thing stinks of Hearthstone. There is a lot of Hearthstone and, and Heroes of the Storm people, for that matter, all throughout these two teams. And that surprised me a little. It's less, well, I shouldn't say that. Like Dustin Browder has a long history of working on all sorts of stuff at Blizzard, including StarCraft II. And he was on doing WoW stuff for a while. And, and uh, well, even before Blizzard, he was doing Command and Conquer. The guy is a is a legend within game design. Right. So it's not like they only did the one thing and then came over. But still, uh, seeing some of these other names like Jason Chase and uh, oh gosh, who else? Eric Dodd. Some of these other names. Chris Sigety. Oh, Sigety's in there. Like 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 uh, I think of him and Browder kind of in the same like thought because of how involved and and how high up the food chain they were on the Starcraft two development team. Sure. And then Sigity was technically executive producer of Hearthstone for a hot second, for a hot second. Didn't last very yeah. long, but he was over so much stuff. Yeah. It was wow. after um, Broad's exit. Sigity kind of stepped up, but wasn't a public face. They kind of gave that to Ben Thompson, who is also now over in moonshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're all, they're all working under the same roof ish. Uh, Sigity was uh, also the lead, uh, maybe just executive producer. I can't remember, but a lead of something with Warcraft two, like Warcraft or three rather was uh, a big Sigity thing. Anyway, it's nice to know where Browder ended up. I want to make one thing real clear uh, up front here. I know for a fact, Chris Metzen is not part of any of this. He's not some secret soon to be announced name or now. I. I can tell you from a conversation I had that it sounds like this or that'll now. never happen. I will be, let's put it this way. I will be 100% shocked if Metzen ended up over there. I'll just say that. And that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, the entire... Hey, hey, pro- uh, Chris, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> b- big fan, big fan. I know I've, I haven't gotten to sit on one of the, the one of the interviews, but big fan of your work. Yeah. Um, but come on, you, you're going to get bored with those Warhammer minis eventually. <laughs> Well, eventually, I've, I mean, they look amazing. I just started painting myself and now I've started like going back through your catalog of uh, wonderfully painted minis. But at some point, at you, some point, you may, like, you, know. you may be hearing from Chris again on the show in the future. Is all I'm saying, <laughs> there's a little something maybe coming up. And I like morally great pot in the chat room says I would be 95% shot. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. That's all I'm saying right okay. here. I, I think I think I'm, I'm with morally great. I think there is a 5% chance of. Ah, shoot. All my buddies are over there. Mm-hmm. That, that looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine the temptation. And I'm not saying, you know, you probably did ask him. But the question is, is he going? I have it on authority. He is not. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. The entire project completely self-funded. 
This is the part I was really curious about, and I wasn't sure until I read the Venture Beat article. Um, so apart from any other investors, no parent companies, there's no Vivendi's or Activisions or whatever the name of that first company they got a bunch of money from way back in the day in the 90s was. I can't remember their name. Something in Associates, whatever it was. Davidson and Associates, was that it? Whatever it was. Hey, I, I don't remember. Some little private equity thing. Anyway, um, he's doing all of it. In fact, he's quoted as saying, this is Mike in the interview with VentureBeat, says, we're almost trying to create a haven. I would say almost is the wrong word. I think he is literally doing this. We're trying to create a haven for creators who want an environment that is developmental friendly, uh, values product and player experience over short-term financial pressures. Um, if that is not an indictment of... Shot fired. <laughs> I know. It's like the nicest way you could shoot that that shot, but he shot it. Um, Extremely polite shot fired. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. He also... It's a uh, golden gilded gun that shot that shot. That shot. He, can, he went on to say this, which is great. He says, uh, they can make the games they are passionate about. They're in control of their destiny and hopefully feel like they have the best of both worlds. The entrepreneurial spirit, the stability and resources that often only large companies can provide. Um, here's a quote from venture B. This is venture B talking. So, so far the company has 27 employees across three entities and is hiring more staff. The third being administrative stuff, uh, with Dreamhaven itself. And his wife, by the way, is working as uh, head of operations of Dreamhaven. Amy is anyway, so it goes on to say the artwork on the company's homepage combines aspects of both fantasy and science fiction, but the company isn't yet saying what games it's working on, nor is it talking about genres, but it is working on a familiar model as it closely resembles the way Morheim ran things at Blizzard with an emphasis on quality, iteration, and giving creative staff enough time. Uh, that's their quote. Jason Chase will lead Moonshot, and Secret Door will be headed by Chris Sigety along with Alan DeBerry uh, and Eric Dodds in similar leadership roles over there. All right, now it's time for us to do a little speculation here. Um, Blizzard, a famous studio in the past... Uh, when somebody leaves Blizzard, oftentimes they go start something else, okay? Another company, or they, they join forces and do a thing. Like all those guys that worked in Blizzard North on Diablo 2 fractured out and ended up doing, some of them did Hellgate London, some of them ended up doing Torchlight, some of them were off doing some other thing. Um, and a, and, uh, it wasn't ArenaNet, didn't that have a bunch of Diablo veterans? It did. Uh, what else? Something else did that I can't think of right now. But a lot of that stuff has the DNA at Blizzard. A lot of people go out and do things. Significantly, though, in the last few years, you've seen huge names at Blizzard leave and leave with a big chunk of money. In this case, Rob Pardo. And uh, he had a year of silence also. Um, and remember, he was a top executive, had a lot of cash when he cashed out. Rob Pardo leaves a year later. His NDA or his, his, his non-compete uh, goes away. And now he announces, oh, we're doing bonfire games. And that's what happened to... Um, Josh Mascara on the Diablo team and all the other people we picked out of there and pulled over, that's where they all went. And so they're still there doing their thing. That's another case where nobody knows what they're doing. Um, no announced games, a website with a bunch of faces on it. That's about it. We know they're playing D&D every week because Josh is their DM. Um, but we don't know anything about what uh, Bonfire is working on. But again, some of the brightest at the time uh, taken, you know, leaving Blizzard and working over there. So now you have this with Mike Morheim himself and all of that, whatever all that implies, my prediction, Garrett, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. My prediction is Dreamhaven puts a game out before Bonfire does. Just a little side bet for the world. If y'all want to take me on on this, let's do it. But these two companies with considerable resources and creative push 
and a lot of the same, you might say the same creative DNA uh, and, and cultural DNA at the company. I think of the two, even though the others had like a two year head start, I feel like Dreamhaven is more poised to put a game in our hands sooner like announcement, release, beta, whatever, finished game sooner than than Bonfire. That's my hot take. <laughs> Considering how long Bonfire has been a an entity with Jack to announce, yeah, that to me doesn't strike me as even close to a bold, <laughs> bold uh, assumption or yeah. call to make. Um, the only thing that I have to keep reminding myself is like, if, if we are excited about this group of developing talent, because yeah. we look at this and see old school blizzard. Yeah. Scott, I have one question for you. What if there's one thing you can think of that defines old school blizzard. What is it? Uh, taking a long time to release anything. You hit it right <laughs> on the head. <laughs> Well, I even said the time they, what did he say? Uh, giving, giving creative staff enough time, quote unquote, like yeah. there seems to be, I mean, the look at the name. I'm going to just go ahead and make this call too. This is obvious, but Dreamhaven. it's literally him saying we have a dream for making stuff and this will be a haven to do it. Meaning a haven away from corporate pressure, away from shareholder pressure, away from Activision, away from Bobby Kotick, away from all of those things that helped them along the way when they needed it. They needed the money when they needed it to do what they had to do next. Wow. And its expansion and its rapid growth wouldn't have happened without money to back it up. They were getting slammed. So they needed the money. It made sense. The sell from Vivendi made sense at the time. Like, I'm not saying everything was a mistake, but at some point you get to a, a part, a, a, a place with that company where it's just so big and so much part of the larger apparatus and it's all based on profits. He doesn't want to do that anymore. And honestly, this is the best time to do this. A, he's got the money to fund the thing, but B, it's a great time for independence. It's an amazing time for small teams to make great things and take over the world. It's not, it didn't take a 300 person team in eight years to make Fall Guys. Yet there's this giant hit with a very small team um, with just as big a chance as anybody to make it big with something uh, with a simple idea. And they did it. Morheim will be able to take bigger risks because they've got the financial resources to do it, but also be able to keep things small and passionate and and cancel if you have to. And all those old things we always heard about him that can come back and it can come back with a roar. So. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. If I haven't made it clear yet, I think I, I'm more excited about this than I was second dinner. I'm excited for those guys and that's great. We can talk about them too, but, but, but those guys in bonfire, very cool, lots of talent. Everything's great, but this, there's something different here. And I think it comes down to Morheim's core values as a producer of games. It's what put blizzard on the map and it's what will put these guys on the map. And he's le- imagine the lessons you've learned that you're not going to make these mistakes again. Because you don't need to. You don't need to do it. You can do what you want to do now. And I think that means really good stuff for us as players, but we may have to wait a while to get it. I Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'm excited for it as well. Um, there's not a lot to go off of here besides the the talent, right? But if you are, I think, in the in the realm of Blizzard fandom that you and I inhabit, Scott, you know, if anyone listening, like you probably know who these people are and you're probably as stoked or close to as stoked as we are. Um, and we talked a lot about the kind of flowery language of the interviews and, and the, the, like the copy on the website on the angry chicken this week. Yeah. Um, 
But it is really important to point out that like, yeah, okay, it's flowery and who knows if they'll actually accomplish what they set out to do um, and, and stand up and like hold true to these values that they're, they're, they're talking up right now. Morheim funding this out of pocket is, it says a lot. Yeah. I think yep. like it back, it backs up a good chunk of, of these, uh, of this posturing that I think we're seeing from, from press releases and interviews and the, the, the dream heaven website itself. So I think that's, they, that's the part between that and the talent. I have enough to feel excited okay. and that uh, I'm, that's cool to me. I also like to argue that they, they have an incredible website already. <laughs> like, Oh, it's very it's well designed. Really nice. Yeah. 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 It's super pretty. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I've got, Picks with legibility. Some of the font color choices yeah. are a little hard to read, but still, overall, oh my goodness, this some, is a very something weird happened though. And I don't want to start a conspiracy or anything, but I got oh a, boy, I got a cookie notification when I first went to the site and says, "Hey, we do cookies," and you know they all have to do that now. It's a law. Um, yes. We've all clicked. Oh, Scott, of- let me tell you, since taking over hot slogs about the <laughs> hoops, we have to freaking jump through. Yeah, I don't like any of that, but anyway, it pops up and says, "You okay with cookies?" And it is the exact same blizzard blue and font of the blizzard site when you accept cookies so i'm just saying i know i don't want to cause a big stir but somebody uh, maybe in the little web department to an incognito window see if i can prompt that cookies message yeah there. try it, to get oh it oh my pop. god it really does yeah it really you know, does no, if you, oh, i didn't really think about it impro- i didn't think about it incognito let me try that and see if i, I mean can also scott i mean the background of the site is like a deep blue purple thing so i know but look at that though up. I'm not telling you the, here, chat. the styling of the site as a whole. Look at that. I'm saying if you let me go force it on the Blizzard page. Hold on. All right. So there it is on Dreamhaven chat room. You guys see it? It looks like it's pulled right from Blizzard. Now, if I get a Blizzard entertainment. Okay. Blizzard.com is the official site. Uh, it, it's, it's actually it's slightly different. The one on Dreamhaven is a lighter blue. They did not eyedropper it. Where's the, I didn't force it on this one, unfortunately. I don't know why. Maybe because I already accepted it on Dreamhaven and it's all connected. <laughs> also, Scott, all of the uh, reverse type blue buttons where we have white text on a blue button over at Blizzard have squared off corners and all of the ones on Dreamhaven have rounded corners. Oh, yeah. So if we're going to go, if, if you're, you, you took me to tinfoil hat town. So I'm, I'm going to get real nitpicky here and say the blue doesn't actually match perfectly. Yeah. And uh, they are different. It shocked me, though, when I saw it. I just went, oh, geez. Okay. And then it's probably just a conspiracy, and I'm not really a fan of those, so I will stop perpetuating it. They probably Uh, just like blue. Like, I like blue. Have you seen the color of my car? Blue's great. (laughs) It's really blue. Yeah, blue. People like blue. Uh, Blues and oranges, which this side is full of. They are a video game development company. Blues and oranges, everyone's favorite combo. Who'd who'd have thunk it? Going all the way back to, what was it, like... Modern Warfare 2, like the Battlefield that came out the same time as Modern Warfare 2, and oh, then yeah. suddenly every game had that blue and orange yep. color scheme on their, their covers. This was it, back, it, what, 2010? Yeah, it persists today. There are new games yeah. all the time, and I'm just like, yeah. there it is. It's almost like there's something to be learned by, oh, uh, I just by realized color palettes. Our background features on my side of the screen some red, or orange rather. On your side, blue. So it's like, we're even doing it. We didn't plan this, but <laughs> no. yeah. No. They're good. It's pretty standard stuff, I guess. So anyway, there you go. It's Dreamhaven. And uh, Tom Merritt asked me this week live on DTNS. He said, uh, so is the Blizzard, does uh, the instance just become, uh, you know, if they put out a game that's amazing and just blows wow out of the water, is, is that what this show becomes? And I said, 
I don't know, Tom. I don't know. That's it. That's all. Uh, I do know. Yes. Yes, Tom. The answer is yes. <laughs> if it's better, if it's like, because we're not talking about, you know, this isn't like us going, oh, when I did that old Republic show, that was like a dumb thing because you know, I thought they were going to have the same heft of content and community that, that Blizzard did in its heyday and still does to some extent. They didn't. So cancel that shit and move on, right? This has that potential, though, because we're talking about this DNA. It's the same. I don't know. There's there's potential. I'm not. Don't go freaking out. It's, we're early yet, folks. But I'm just saying, in the future, there may be some coverage to be made. Uh, got me excited <laughs> as a room. content creator. <laughs> shills, part of the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit. I'm not a shill, but if anyone from Dreamhaven is listening and there is a position that you think I have any skills for, for the love of God, please get in contact. <laughs> and let with them me. know. Please and thank you. Also, uh, I've, I'm not a shill for Blizzard because I'm happy to say that BlizzConline is a terrible name. <laughs> what a stance to take, Scott. Hardcore stance. Hey, you guys, earbuds are important. We put them in our ears so that we can hear things. That may sound crazy, but it's true. I've been listening to some audiobooks lately. I've been listening to WoW soundtracks. For some reason, I am in the mood, man. Shadowlands coming out just got me going. But also, you know, here's the podcast here. Here's music there, whatever. Been a real metal kick lately, new metal in particular. Well, you know what the best way to listen is? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds. Especially if you can get them for half the price of the other guys. Well, that's why I recommend the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Oh, I really do, actually. These are freaking great. Teamed up with them. They're offering 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash wow. And um, they're amazing. I was surprised by the sound quality when I first got them. And also how they just sort of disappeared from me noticing them. I don't have any stemmed or wires hanging from these things. They're just there. And they have amazing bass. They just sound great. And they're noise isolating uh, with their fit. So I just don't I don't hear other people talking, which can, you know, that can be a problem if you're not careful. But when you're trying to escape into your music, you don't want to hear the dog barking or your wife yelling or whatever. Not that my wife yells, but you know. <laughs> Anyway, these are really great. Stylish and discreet. No dangling wires, like I mentioned. The company was founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, J.R. Smith, and the like. They love them. And you get a 45-day free return policy on these things. So you really can't go wrong. Make sure they're the pair of wireless earbuds for you. And I think you will. I did. Their newest model are the Everyday E25 earbuds. They are their best ones yet. And they have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, more compact design. And just that great isolating noise, noiseless fit. Oh, man. For a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash wow. That's buyraycon.com slash wow for that special 15% discount on Raycon wireless earbuds. Make sure you check it out now while the deal's running. It's not going to last forever. Buyraycon.com slash wow. Now this. All right, it's time for rapid fire questions. A little fun segment we do on the weekly where I ask Garrett a series of six questions from you, the community. Uh, By the way, the questions I ask Garrett come to me at theinstance.net slash questions. It's really simple. And Garrett gets his with a hashtag. What's your hashtag again on Twitter? Rapid 
Fire Scott. Rapid Fire T's Scott. Two T. That's right. No I've one got T. My tweet deck set up with a column dedicated to just that. Yeah, it's pretty. You don't cool. even need to at me. I would love it if you followed me over at Garrett Art, but you, you don't need to. Yep. Now the rules are simple. I read these questions, and he has to answer them rapid fire style without thinking too hard about them. Let's start with this one from you, Doomer. Who says, what is the most frustrating raid coordination boss fight, and why is it the Helgen dance? <laughs> the Heigen dance? Or Heigen, I meant not Helgen. Uh, it, it, my answer is legitimately the Heigen dance. Not because it was difficult for me to do it, but it le- eventually led to me faction swapping because I hated my guild so much. That is a correct answer. Well done. Uh, all right, next up, question uh, number two from Badger Lord on Cargath US. I believe Cargath is the one that that dude was on when he had the weird bug. So Cargath people, check your check your player or your character rosters. Anyway, what would Arthas's favorite Green Day song be? <laughs> uh, wake me up when December ends. Oh, I, winter. You know what? I'll take it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, keep your eye on Billy Joe. It is what to, what is today? The twenty fifth. You only got five or so days to wake him up uh, before the month ends. So let him know. Mm. Uh, Nate Diggity on the Kel'Thuzad server says, if you could be any type of shoe, what type of shoe would you be? I would be uh, a, a Chuck Taylor because I am stylish but don't really provide all that much protection. Dude, that is such a correct answer. I love Chuck Taylors, but they have terrible foot support and they the you bend your ankles and they're not good in the snow. Like they're terrible and cold. Like they're really bad shoes, but I love them. Do Love not me. wear them when you go to a theme park. No. You'll be the, you'll be on your feet for like nine hours, and by the end of the day, you will hate your life. Or BlizzCon. Don't go to BlizzCon with them on if they ever... We yeah, ever there's enough sitting at BlizzCon. That's true. But when I have to walk halfway across town to go to some party or something, F that. All right. Somebody please go dig up a photo of Scott and I at BlizzCon. I'm probably wearing Chucks. <laughs> I saw a great one of you the other day, a very early one with you and uh, Garrett sitting in a StarCraft thing. I am Garrett. I mean, sorry, sitting with Kyle. <laughs> And Kyle looks like Kyle, but you had the long hair, so you had this like mane thing going. Oh yeah, that was something. Someone just showed yeah, that me that somewhere. As, that was the longest my hair has ever been. Actually, Kyle may have shared that on our, on the Slack I have with him. I can't remember where I saw it, but it looked great. All right, up next we have Skull Shot from Earthen Ring. Yeah, I know that server. Do you think Sylvanas uses deodorant? Uh, hmm. You know, <laughs> I love that you have to hesitate and think about it. I really need to think about this one. I don't think she has the time. No. She's too busy worrying about... Ice crown. Yeah, that's all she thinks about. Yeah, here's a better... (laughs) I'm with chat room. Here's a better question. Does she sweat? Oh, yeah. Well, she's dead, I mean, she's dead. We saw saw in her Warbringers a tear roll down her face and then burn uh, perfectly emo makeup into her undead flesh. Yeah. So I, th- I don't think I don't think there's any more uh, like tears or sweat ru- coursing through her body. Uh, one would assume that the undead are done corroding and, and rotting, right? They're just they're just now whatever well, they no, are. No, because there's like you see them in various stages of, of decay. I mean, when you go and create an, an undead, you can choose like, am I like a fresh? Am I a fresh boy, <laughs> or have I been under the dumpster for a few years? Well, in her case she's always been more solid than the rest of them like they're all got like missing elbows and knees and stuff and their eyes are all white yeah. and whatever although so. the new the new uh, customization we're going to be able to oh yeah we can get our knees back scott we uh, can reclaim our knees yeah get some of those good looking fully skinned up take uh, back characters. your elbows forsaken <laughs> <laughs> all right one from pain fist flist something like that 
from Frostmore and says, what tastes better, mana or enema? Not to be <laughs> confused. Like, it looks like it's a different flavor depending on which uh, zone you're in because in Revendreth, it looks straight up like blood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I I don't know for some mana mana for some reason I mean it's always shown in like a like a mana potion is like this beautiful blue color mm. I bet it tastes like raspberry Slurpee and I'm Ooh. really into that that's I would good. be into that too I always imagined it was like a nice smooth yogurt you know like a blueberry yogurt that's just a pure no no texture to it no lumps that's, no that's berries. a little thick I'm little thinking thick. of something semi translucent <laughs> not 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 so opaque so the skim you want skim milk is what you're asking for. Uh, uh I, sure, no. Because skim milk is basically trans semi transparent blue water. I hate skim milk so bad. <laughs> so gross. All right. Final question of your six. Mortarian of Kilrog U says, What's the wildest sorry, what is the weirdest Warcraft rumor you ever heard that was true? So the one that you heard that was like, whoa, what a crazy rumor, and then it came then it happened. Oh, I, 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 I stayed up really late one night with a friend in college trying to glitch our way. This was back in, see, Burning Crusade would have been out, but we, we, you know, it was still Old World Azeroth, pre-cataclysm. We stayed yeah. up till like 3 a.m. trying to glitch our way uh, into Hyjal, and we actually got their character in oh, uh, wow. because we had heard that you could glitch your way into Hyjal and actually kind of see the zone. This is before it was a zone in Cataclysm. Um and yeah, it turned out to be true because we did it, <laughs> and wow. it was it was nuts. There was uh, like the big skeleton of the undead uh, of uh, I guess it's Ar- it's Archimond, isn't it? Yeah, Archimond. Um, yeah. Uh, by the giant tree, it looked look it looked so completely old and busted and unfinished compared to the hydro that we got in Cataclysm. But like it was a really cool thing, and I was yeah. like, I don't, it took us so long. I was like, I don't know. I think this might be this might be fake. This might this might not might actually just be, be true. Really, yeah, rumor. And back then, you you know, we didn't have quite the internet we have today so you know it wasn't so easy to debunk that stuff rumors could still be rumors for a while until you went and looked for yourself and that's pretty cool yeah uh very nice you've done very well today i think you got everything correct no no buzzers let's see how i do ask me my questions wonderful, wonderful. uh badger lord wants to know what do you think revendreth smells like oh my gosh um uh um uh okay i got it uh Andre the Giant's taint after a wrestling match. Ah, yeah, jeez, pretty rotten, right? Like a gnarly undercarriage, oh like he just God, squatting over you, kind of thing, where you just have to huff it in, kind of and groove on it, kind of thing. Just horrible. Why? Why would you? Where? How does your brain work? <laughs> Laughing Stick wants to know uh, best age in class to start a kid on WoW. Oh, jeez, uh, I would say eight years old. Because I think that's when they'll they'll the concepts will come through at eight. I think anything younger and they just get bored and wander off. Um, it may not be right for every eight year old, but eight year olds and I would say, um, I mean I hate to say it because everyone thinks hunters are the noob class, but I would say hunter. The hunters is going to make a lot of sense to them. You fire arrows. You do it from range. You have a pet. Um, there's just a some- friend of mine uh, is just now playing WoW with his eight year old. Yeah. I believe he said that she's playing a hunter. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. My kids were all around eight when they started playing around that age, and they all played hunters at first. Taylor ended up going mage in the long run, but uh, but yeah, hunter hunter was a th- was the thing. As much as it, I, this isn't to say, I really don't like that concept that hunters are noobs and that sort of thing. It's all dumb and overblown, but I do think it makes for a good entry point. It's a... 
it's an archetype you can immediately get your head around and kids at, around that age are just have no problem with it so i agree I, I still love my hunter nice. uh Maddie Meyer Design wants to know how many CGI mustaches will be covered up if Henry Cavill plays Arthas. <laughs> well, hopefully none, because he won't be filming. Uh, what was he filming? Uh, one of the Mission Impossible movies when that when he had to do the reshoots, which is why he had the mustache because he had a mustache in that in that movie. And uh, so I would I would hope none. Um, but here's the thing: I don't know if you heard this, Zach. Uh, what's his name? Zach Efron. Snyder. Zach, Snyder. Jeez. Zach Efron, my favorite Watchmen director. <laughs> he just got $70 million from Warner Brothers, HBO, to read, to, to basically make the version of that movie he wanted to make in the first place. So $70 million is no small reshoot budget for anything, let alone a movie that kind of flopped and no one really cares that much about. So maybe, just maybe, that that Cavill stuff gets fixed either by reshoots or better tech or something. Because $70 million, bucks, dude, just freaking... That's a budget for a mo- for a regular movie or you know, a small a small I, movie, but yeah. You know. Anyway, side note. Boy, things I cannot conceive caring about. <laughs> this is right up there, man. Yeah, right. That up is there. up there. That yep. is up there. Uh, Sarthus wants to know, Scott, what is a lazy Susan? Oh, uh, my aunt Susan. She never worked a day in her life and sat around a lot. That is a lazy Susan. It's actually true. But here's the real answer. Uh, it's, I know what it is. It's that round thing. You go to like a Chinese restaurant, especially when I was in China. These were everywhere. Um, they didn't call it that, but it was. But that's what I was. I knew that's what it was called. But it's just a big round thing, usually made out of wood. And sometimes it has a middle part that, that's raised up and has something else on it. But you put all these small dishes of food on it. And if somebody on the other side of the room is like, oh, I'm in the mood for, you know, chicken feet. They just take the, the the edge of it and roll it over till it comes around to them, and then they eat it. And that that's an actual lazy Susan as a as a thing you might find at a home. But yeah, the answer is both of those things. My very lazy aunt Susan and a lazy Susan. Didn't think you were going to go so literal with that. Outflow wants to know in Hearthstone Battlegrounds, Scott, would you pick Lich King or Galakrond? Oh, geez, uh, Lich King. That is actually correct. Lich King is broken, and Galakron is the worst hero in the game. Oh, see, I would only choose it thematically because I don't even I don't even know why it's broken. Like, I haven't followed that at all or played it, so I they've don't. Been, know. They've they've buffed him twice, and the most recent buff like made him a top tier hero in the in the mode. I just think Arthas is cooler. That's all. <laughs> that's also true. That is also true. All right, finally, Jin from the Morally Great Podcast in the chat room today oh. wants to know. What would Gul'dan be arguing about with alternative Gul'dan in the Shadowlands? Oh my gosh, really? Oh, I know the answer. There's only one answer. There's only one answer. I know it. Everything. <laughs> right? Well, what else would it be? What else would it be? I should get a ding for that. Uh, ding, well, ding, ding. Well done, everybody. Your questions are great. Get those submitted. There's only we'll one answer, more. and that yep. was it. And that was the answer right there. All right. There you go. Now we got one of these. Mr. Johnson, I have... I have questions. I may have talked to him over the weekend or the week. Anyway, I probably made that clear earlier. <laughs> Let's just say Chris is doing great right now. All right. Email came to us to see the address is the instance at gmail.com. This came to us from Daniel who says, hello, instance people for me, having those skills off the global cooldown as a paladin is fantastic. We were talking about stuff that was being taken off of the global cooldown. 
Those buttons are basically used to do more damage or healing for about 20 seconds. And if I have one that, uh, sorry, if I have one that's baseline and another that is a talent, I will often want to activate both buffs at the same time. Having those skills on the OCD, GCD rather, makes two or three seconds out of those 20 seconds uh, are already wasted, which doesn't feel great. Also, as a healer, I don't want to choose between activating wings or casting a healing spell. Either way, I'm sure that the game will be balanced around it. It's just a personal preference uh, for a more fast-paced experience for me. Cheers, Daniel. Uh, thanks for the insight, especially from a priest. It also just makes those abilities, which are you know long cooldowns and meant to have a powerful effect, feel more powerful. Right. Because it's something you can activate and immediately go back to whatever it is you were doing. It's a hair trigger. You're like, okay, pull it, go. And then you're like, oh, no, I got to wait for that little windy to come around, which isn't that big a deal. It's not that long, but there's a there's a rhythm to like being able to manage your cooldowns, but see that that's up and just go, bam, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Bam, yeah. go. Like, that but as Daniel good. points out, I mean, it's, if it's a 20 second uh, duration, two or three seconds is a big percentage mm. when you're dealing with numbers that that small. Um, plus, it, it also just, uh, it really helps out with the whole macroing of these abilities if you choose to macro them. Yeah. So Well, one, one, one is always careful with what they choose. Thank you for your email and uh, we love them. Keep them coming. The instance at gmail.com. You are welcome to mail us as often as you want. And we may just use a bunch of your messages. So keep them coming. And thank you, Daniel. All right. Before we go, big thanks to everybody who supports us as an instance plus member over at the instance.net. I want to thank a few people here. Braxton Paget, Cameron Dix, David Clark. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey Gum and Jenny McKay. All of you are awesome. We appreciate your support. If you want to be like them and get cool stuff in the mail, bonus content and more, head on over to theinstance.net and sign up today. It's all homegrown. It's not even a Patreon. It's a thing we made ourselves and we're proud of it. So go check it out. That's theinstance.net. All right. Um, with all this, I mean, honestly, the, the thing with Morheim this week really threw me off balance and kind of goofed me up. But I am sure there are things happening in the world of A Move TV and uh, Garrett Weinzer we want to hear about. What's going on out there? Yeah, Scott, big thing I really want people to go check out is head on over to youtube.com slash TV. that's A-M-O-V-E-T-V, and check out the video about Dreamhaven, because Jocelyn and I have decided to try something a little bit different with the way that the Angry Chicken records its content, and we kind of recorded this as a standalone made for YouTube, and then we brought it over to the podcast um, as the segment covering it. Nice. Um, and I worked my buns off editing it, so please, please, please go watch it. Don't make his editing time a waste go use it okay all right now that's awesome thank you uh go check that out if you are oh i was on the uh rotten tomatoes show this week uh they do this show where they say rotten tomatoes is wrong and the idea is that you get on there with a rotten tomatoes editor uh this comedian guy who i thought was great and then somebody like me and you pick a movie. What did they say about Mad Max that you just <laughs> had to f- argue about? Well, I, you, as you know, Mad Max enjoys about a 98% Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, I think that's still too low for Mad Max <laughs> Fury Road. But we didn't do Mad Max. My whole thing this time was I think they, they think that Rotten Tomatoes is wrong in its score for the 1995 video game movie hit Mortal Kombat, which is sitting around 44, 45% or something like that. Um, 
And I came on as someone who thinks it's right where it should be. <laughs> Ooh, and I'd, I'd give it. And I'd, I like I'd give it. it higher than that. I like I'd give it. it higher I, I, I want to make this clear. I like Mortal Kombat. The film is fun, and I had a good time with it at the time. And if you're going to give me a list of the best video game adaptations, I mean, it probably beats Warcraft. It beats a whole bunch. You of You don't stuff. like how Raiden talks in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's talked, wrong with that? We talked a bunch about him and his whole thing. But um, anyway, it was a really fun back and forth. And if you've heard any of my film stuff, you might uh, find it entertaining. So go check that over on the Rotten Tomato site. And what else? Oh, we also went pretty deep into this same discussion on Core this week. Uh, uh, the, some slightly different takes on uh, the Dreamhaven thing. So if you want to hear that, you can find that at frogpants.com or link over to the instant site. There's a link there. Um, and then if you want to hear more about my thoughts about the massive $7.5 billion acquisition of Bethesda and ZeniMax by Microsoft and what that might mean for the future of Xbox, check out The Boop Show over at uh, frogpants.com slash boop. All right, that's going to do it, I think. I think we're done. Um, are we? Yeah, we are. All right, that's it, yeah. everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, huge thanks for listening. We are doing our best to get Patrick back on here, so we'll keep trying. In the meantime, Garrett and I will be happy to be here with you fine folks next week. Please come back and watch us live. Right now, we're on Fridays at 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So if you want to come live and hang out with us, you can. Thanks to everybody who showed up live today. Always good to see you guys. Theinstance.net is our website. You can find everything you need there. That's it for us, for me, and for Garrett. See you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.